Hey nomads, welcome to Digital Nomad Stories, the podcast. My name is Anne Klaassen and together with my co-host Kendra Hasse, we interview digital nomads. Why? Because we want to share stories of how they did it. We talk about remote work, online business, location independency, freelancing, travel, and of course, the digital nomad lifestyle. Do you want to know more about us and access all previous episodes? Visit digitalnomadstories.co. All right, let's go into today's episode. Hey, Nomad. Welcome to this new episode of Digital Nomad Stories. Today, I'm here with Ronika Conneru, and she is the founder of Cloud Connection. This is a company that takes you to the best festivals all over the world. Um, It is a digital nomad and travel lovers who want to connect deeper with the local culture. And I am so excited to have her on the podcast today to talk about her new venture, Cloud Connections, but also her own digital nomad story, how she became a digital nomad, how she transitioned from her remote job, well, first her corporate job into a remote job, from a remote job into being an entrepreneur. This is such a good interview, but I do have to say this was recorded when I was on the road. I'm actually still on the road when recording this, and the audio quality is not the best. So before you start listening, just want to say sorry, apologies. Um, this is the reality of Nomad Life, though. So I actually decided not to re-record because it's such a good interview. And I didn't want Ronica to say everything again, you know. Um, I've been having a lot of Wi-Fi issues. We also talk about that in the episode. So you'll hear more. I hope it's still good enough for you to keep listening because Ronica gives so much good advice to other nomads. And I just really love her story and um, the things that she shared in this episode. So I hope it's okay. Um, Next week is an episode with the audio quality that you're used to. And for now, enjoy this episode. Ronica, where are you calling it from? I am actually home for a little bit in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Oh, nice. Are you having a good time, like, visiting friends and family? Yes. Uh, so I just got in on, on Sunday from Cape Town from, like, a, a all-day flight and uh, finally recalibrated to jet lag. I'm actually meeting another nomad here in San Antonio later this week. So I'm excited about, like, how big the community is. That is awesome. Yeah, as far as the second digital nomad hotspot, right? So then it's extra cool to find someone in a similar lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise, but we're everywhere now. It's cool. It's really neat. <laughs> yeah. So I already introduced you, but do you want to introduce yourself and also cloud connections a little bit more? Tell us what you do and uh, yeah, tell us more, please. Maybe. Sure. So um, I'm Ronica. I've been a digital nomad for like the past two years. I'd call myself like a COVID nomad and have just had such a, a love and fascination of like travel and exploring different cultures and um, uh, meeting like more like of the, getting more of a local touch. And um, so I decided uh, that I realized this community needs more like local internet reactions and to create an experience um, that I've named Cloud Connections, um, since we're always connected no matter where we are um, by, by Wi-Fi. Um, and what I'm, my approach is, is to have it be like a more festival-focused um, 
collaboration and it's actually launching in Rio de Janeiro in, in a couple of weeks or uh, next month, basically, um, during, during the uh, famous carnival time. So I'm gathering together a group of nomads and aspiring nomads that uh, will be able to partake in these festivities and to create uh, memories and also want to incorporate like more networking skill shares um, and having um, locals come in and then share about their their culture. Yeah, awesome. I know that you really saw a gap in the market, right? Like mm -hmm. all these people are doing this thing, but there is one thing missing and I definitely agree. It can be really difficult something i always want to make connections with locals but i find it difficult to do so so i think it's really interesting that you're building this easy way to build that um, i think that's very very interesting i think you also mentioned like you built this because you saw that there is a need by that is really difficult can you tell me more about like your stories how you found out about this like actually take me back to the beginning and that transition into nomad life Okay. Uh, I never really realized like nomad life was even a possibility. It was more so like that COVID that really pivoted um, into this direction. But before that, like people that were nomads for, for years prior were like either able to just find ways to, to fund their incomes online or they would save up at uh, their career and then take some time off to just like fully immerse themselves which is different from just like always um, working and um, being uh, in a different country. So I have just had an infinity for always like moving to different places, like in different states. Like I've lived in uh, California and Washington and Washington, D.C. and a lot of the best of the U.S. And I'm like, why, why limit myself to just here? Like there's so much to see and like, this world is, is exciting and um, I, I want to be able to uncover more of it. Like, how do I do that? So I was looking for jobs that were like, oh, can I work abroad? Or um, what possibility is there to, to just test the waters a bit? And um, I was realizing, too, like during during COVID was a, a nice opportunity and a leap for me to experience uh, if it was even a possibility. And I just did a bit of a test run to see if I would even like it. And it turns out like I it was completely enthralled. Like I, I loved it and I could not get enough. Yeah. Where was where was your test ride? Where, where did you do the experiment to see if you liked it? Well, I would say like uh, being being in America where there's been a lot of lockdown, Mexico was, was a great option and choice. So Playa del Carmen was a place I spent a, a month in in October of um, 2020. Yeah, I think it's a good place to, I mean, I haven't been, but I hear that it's a good place to start Nomad Lines because of the community, I think. Mm -hmm. Was it also your, was that also your experience that the Nomad community was pretty tight? I would say so. So it's like a really great base for like Americans and Canadians. Um, There's uh, just tons of north americans there um to say and uh, i mean european scene is growing there but the community is definitely building like i have a lot of friends that are there now that are trying to to strive and make that uh, community bigger um so that they can have more nomads come through interesting was that also already when you saw a need for cloud connections or was that later on 
Um, that was later on. That was like more so in, in the summer of last year. I went to the Bansko Nomad Conference and just got inspired by um, like the the rise of nomads and like the projection of what they were forecasting uh, would happen in the next several years where a lot of people are realizing that they're like, wait a second, like I don't have to commute. I don't have to spend my time in an office. Um, I can be more efficient with my time and energy. I can spend time with loved ones or, or the people that matter. Like, what is this? This is great. That's how do I, how does it happen? So, yeah. Awesome. What happened between your test run in Final Clown and um, Bonsko Nomad Fast? Like, what was your next step to make Nomad Life happen? I went home for the holidays. I've just been really pondering, like, what to do, like, how to, to make this more reality. And I was a little afraid because, like, I, I have been working, like, a full-time job at a tech company in Seattle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is this COVID thing? Is it going to be over? Or are they going to call us back? Like, what's going to happen if I don't have, like, um, a, a source of income or, or livelihood? I mean, since then, I will say there's so many ways to, to create an income so we can delve into that. But I decided to to go into Seattle and I was like, OK, um, who wants to take over my lease? This was a tough call because so many people are, like, afraid to even leave their own homes at the time. I thank this guy named Tommy being for an angel for taking over my lease to be able to help give me um, like the mental clarity that I'm like, OK, I'm not going to be paying double rent. I'm just going to put everything in a storage locker and I'm going to be free to just um, travel. And if this isn't something for me, then I'll come back and, and take another lease. But just to have the freedom to, to and Santa Marta actually was um where I went in um, January of 2021. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm in Now, I don't know. We already mentioned in the recording or I think we mentioned before. So that is really, really interesting. How did you like it here? It's such a funny place because you're like, oh, like where, what is that? Where is that? Like, it's this nice little tropical city that is quite small. Um, Like you can walk around the entire city center, but there's so many activities to do on the weekend. So it's like a great like buckle down during the play during the week kind of place to work. Amazing CrossFit gym. And like I remember going to like Lulo um, like almost every day for, for the restaurant and eating. So I'd say it's a great spot for a month. But like the weekend trips are really what make it like going to Tairona um, National Park and um, into Taganga. I also got dive certified there and um, it was one of the cheapest places in the world to be able to do that. So if you're ever interested, like hit up Santa Marta, you won't be disappointed. Yeah, I realized that too late because literally on last nomad base, if we will, was um, Madeira and I got certified there for diving. <laughs> and then we came here and I was like, okay, could save a lot of money. That's okay. okay. You can go advanced. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not looking to do that now but i can do a lot of diet here at least which is which is really exciting so yeah i and i totally agree i love really weekend trips here um and how walkable the city is as well it's funny that you mentioned those two things because that's definitely what i like the only thing is i've been having so many wi-fi troubles here <laughs> oh no yeah, it has not been great for calls, 
literally this morning I was done. I said, I'm going to go to the co-working space. I'm just going to get a month and membership for a month. And I'm just going to come here every day and do all my work here, which is not usually what I do. Like usually I would work for my Airbnb, mm-hmm. but it's just literally impossible here. Okay. I found, so I see, um, I reframed this to see if it was an opportunity to actually finally really test co-working spaces because usually I would go like a day or half a day here and there but now this is my office and I just live in the Airbnb and not work there so I see I decided to see this as an opportunity what would you say is your kind of like work and travel style you already mentioned like a month is that your sweet spot to stay somewhere and where do you then work like can you walk us through a little bit more of the day-to-day normal oh. life Sure. Um, so I have been doing a month, like usually since I started in Santa Marta and haven't lived anywhere in um, over a month since Cape Town uh, that I just came back from, which I did like a little over two months. Because it's hard unless you get a nomad visa, you can't really be in a country for more than three months. So you just have to plan ahead if you do intend to stay longer or, or slow mad. I, I want to say slow mad's more than like two months. It's exciting. It's nice because I get to see a lot of places and experience things. But packing up all the time and not really feeling that sense of home after two years is starting to to kind of get to me. And I would like to stay in places maybe for like six weeks, six to eight weeks now. And just to get to be more locally immersed or realize too, like nomad hotspots like Medellin or Cape Town, they're easy to come back to. But it's also because nomadism is growing, so many cities are starting to become like nomad hotspots. So it's not just um, a, a certain amount anymore. It's going to be on the rise, I think, all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any place that you've been that you think is going to be one of the next bigger hotspots, Dan? Oh, oh my gosh. Um so I went to a nomad-based conference in Cape Town, and the takeaway that I got from there was um, a hotspot is defined by like one individual that is really striving to create a community. So, for example, uh, there's one person that created uh, something in Bansko, um, and now it's blown up, and they project to have a thousand people um, for this year um, for their festival. And then in Bali, for example. There was uh, the Doja Doja Studio. I have yet to go to Bali, so still, still pending there. But Dojo uh, started like several years ago, and now because of that initiative, apparently now Bali is a huge hotspot. So I think what is really good is working with local governments to um, allow a city to um, thrive and have that community, have that ability for nomads that are looking for something um, cheap. And with something with like great options for food. And of course, most importantly, if there's like Wi-Fi. Without Wi-Fi, it's kind of does not seal the deal. Yes, I experienced that. (laughs) I experienced that there um, firsthand. It has all been great. Yeah. So is there any place like knowing that that comes to mind for you that you think maybe you should keep an eye on? Or do you think it's more like keeping an eye on, on people who are working on it? towards that you know just like follow some nomad influencers who are interested in doing those things like Gonzalo Hall for example who did that in Madeira 
which apparently um, the people of Madeira are starting up an eco-village in Pipa, Brazil. So um, something to keep in mind of. Uh, but I, I think it's a mixture of both, honestly. And um, it's just about like something becoming trendy or popular in the moment. But what is really great, though, is to like find, go to the place before it blows up. Then you get to like have more of that that cultural adaptation that, um, well, at least I'm striving for as um, I continue nomading. Mm-hmm. Outside of doing the festivals and cloud connections, do you have other strategies to build connections with locals that you that you use and just like your kind of everyday nomad life when you're not uh, at festivals? Mm-hmm. So usually what I've been engaged in is just like trying, I, I'm like a very like open and friendly person. And so I've just like tried to, to just like chat with people. And I mean, Cape Town was a much easier because like the language is English, which it presents challenges in like other pockets of the world. It's to like find people that do speak English that you can form connections with. But usually like uh, finding like more group events, like uh, playing sports or being able to do activities that are more within like the local base is nice. Or just to go in and try to do some tours where, you know, people are um, able to speak English since it's a a focus to to help tourism. But then to be able to like talk to them and see like what do they do, what are they up to um, and how to kind of integrate into more of that local scene, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you also pick out places specifically for that, as it's maybe going to those English-speaking countries for that reason? Because I'm finding it, especially the language here in Colombia, I find it really difficult because I'm learning Spanish, but I'm really beginner. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's difficult to order food, let alone have a real conversation with the locals. I hope you don't go hungry. <laughs> yeah. And that's also why I want to take things more slow Um, because like going for a month in places, it's more difficult to like, it's like, oh, like I meet this local and they're like, where this is really cool. But all of a sudden I'm leaving in a few days and something that could have been a great like bond or relationship is, um, hey, see you next time I come back. But I mean, hey, I always want to leave the door open. But I think it's important too to to be a little slower and be more mindful within travel because if not, then you're just surrounding yourself with um, only nomads, which is great, but it's just a different experience. And you get to to see the highlights of the country, but you don't get to like experience it um, like how it, I think it should be atten- intended. I think it's interesting. It, this honestly keeps coming back on the podcast more and more, and I'm also experiencing this more and more. I would say I think. For me, even a month is maybe not long enough and it pays anymore. Well, before I travel a lot faster. So I think it's very interesting that more and more people are a big fan of like more slow travel, staying somewhere one or two or three months or longer even. We also had someone on the podcast, I'll link the episode in the in the description, Stacey Ann, she stays at least six months in a place before she mm-hmm. moves on to the next days. So that's like really slow, really like, that was building a base. It's, it's more a hybrid between expat life and nomad life, I would say. So I think it's really interesting that you also said that. And, and I mean, it makes sense it, that it makes it also easier to build those connections with locals when you're somewhere longer. Like it's difficult maybe to do that in one week when you're also leaving a week, week after. Like it's difficult to build deeper connections 
Um, so that, that's a really makes sense. I also want to ask you a little bit about how it was to build cloud connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also maybe the transition going from the job we had in Seattle to going nomadic. Like how, how did that all work in job-wise? Uh, well, I definitely took my job from Seattle with me just to start because it was like, in a way, it was like that security blanket. It was like, okay, this is a little piece of me that was back in the U.S. And I, I had a really difficult time letting go because it was the only source of stability that I had as I was moving around. And it can be difficult to to find like what is giving you a route um, within this lifestyle. So that kind of helped gear me towards that. But I'm realizing like that wasn't something that I necessarily craved or found was like healthy. And what I wanted to do was I kept getting um, more into this lifestyle was realizing that so many people are trying to find how to build that community and how to connect and they just need more opportunity to to opportunities to do that. So I've been part of like Wi-Fi tribe before. I've kind of seen that, but I also saw some of like the gaps from being a part of what they call chapters. And I mean, it is great that you get to spend time with people for a month, but then like I didn't feel like I was giving back to kind of the community. So that's the thing that I wanted to to strive in in creating um, cloud connections too, but to also have people experience some of like the the greatest cultural festivals of the world together as well as like network and and local so i'm trying to combine all of that and it's still like a work in progress um brazil will be a pilot and then thailand will in chiang mai will be my, my official launch um in november awesome that's so exciting so are you still working also in your job and building this on the side as a side hustle or did you quit the job and you're building this now like can, if, do you want to share more about that if you don't want to share it's also fine of course oh i am an open book you can ask me whatever you would like <laughs> yes at this time i am still um, working with my tech company but i am going through later today to write down like my my new year's goals i'm a little late um uh, but one of them is to um move away from this and i I'm going to go through different like kind of coursework to see like for different niches within freelance and networking. So I don't expect a cloud connections to be profitable until 2024 from just like the plan I'm creating, but to just be able to to survive and and start and and take these risks as um of creating a business um and in the beginning is um just getting the word out, getting people to to embrace the idea and uh to just uh, to make an investment in yourself and never give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that. I think that behind the scenes is really important. And I also really love what you said that your job gave and so gave or maybe even gives you a sense of stability within this lifestyle where everything is changing in time. Um, I definitely recognize that, that when you're in a new phase, like everything is new, your whole environment is new. And then you can open your laptop and like the virtual world is the same. But I don't know, like it kind of works for me too. So I think it's actually really good to maybe take that into consideration. I think a lot of people are very fast with saying, oh, like quit your job, tell the world, you know. But I think it can actually, like you said, be really beneficial to keep the job, you know, like keep that 
stable income, but also that, that like feeling of stability, home, maybe even to take with you and to take that stability, but then also build something new. Uh, because mm-hmm. yeah, here you're building something from scratch. It takes time. It takes a lot of work, but it can also put a lot of pressure on a business to go full-time from the start. So I think it's really, yeah, it's really interesting to hear that you're building it as a side hustle and then you still have your job and then you, you can transition out of the job into the business full time when you're ready. And I think that's just overall really good advice. And also too, for like people that are afraid to lose their job or something for being um, remote or I, I'd say to just like test the waters a little bit for, for a couple of weeks. Like for example, I, I've been told or have had been shared like this like a VPN device that can actually share that you're in the US or whatever country. Um, and that's been like, it's more like what lifestyle do you want? Do you want to try this? Do you want to test the waters? Do you want to take a look? Cause it's a, it's going to be a risky lifestyle. It's going to be you moving away from what you feel like is whole in every sense of that word. And, and trying something uh, that is completely foreign and new and um, uh, adventurous. So there's a lot of uh, insecurities that I've heard with people. They're like, oh my gosh, no, like my, my job would fire me or like, they, I'm not going to be productive or I'm like, okay, well, let's, um, let's test it for, for weeks. And then from there, like, see, see how you liked it. Or maybe you can test it from like a, a cabin in an Airbnb that's like an hour away from you. Yeah, exactly. We don't have to fly to the other side of the world to test it. We can just take baby steps and see how it goes. And yeah, I think that's also really good advice because sometimes I feel like you cannot know what you like or what you enjoy before you actually try it. Like I had an image of myself doing this digital nomad life. And my idea was, oh, well, I'll, I'll travel in the time, you know, like move around a lot, see all these uh, like bucket list places. And uh, I mean, sometimes you do that, but most of the time I'm also just, you know, working. And like you said, experiencing local culture as well, as much as I can, but uh, it's also a lot of just, I don't know, like eating the local foods and watching Sunset after work and, you know, these is really cool things, but it's more part of a normal life. Like I'm not always on the tour, you know, <laughs> because also we got to get work done. So it's definitely yeah. different than what I expected, but I mean, I'm glad it is, but I think we cannot think yourself through what you're going to enjoy. You just got to take a step, see what you like, what you don't like, and then pivot or change things or go longer, go shorter. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I've met nomads from like all different kind of time spans too. Like for me, like I'm a, I'm a full-time nomad. I've just happened to be home for, for like three weeks now. Um, but like other nomads, they like they have home bases and they go like maybe a couple months to up to six months a year into to different locations. But to find that that sense of home, to find a sense for more than just living out of a suitcase, which I think is um, tough for some people. What's your plan going forward? Are you staying fully nomadic in 2023? Or are you also considering to get a home base somewhere and then travel from there? I technically do have a home. I have an Airbnb in um, Salt Lake. So I'm like, I say I'm homeless, but I have a home, if that makes any sense. 
Well, after Brazil, I'm going to Brazil. And then after Brazil, I don't have plans. Like I loved Cape Town so much than debating going back. But I'm also going to re-pivot, re-shift and re-strategize because right now I have Brazil as like a, a three week uh, or two to three week venture um, where there is still one spot left, by the way. <laughs> but going forward, I'm going to kind of try and curate more of like 10 to 12 day um, experiences for Thailand. So I'll be working on, on that in the summer and just um, I want to spend some time in Asia. I haven't done that yet. Um, and I'd like to explore and scout the at least Thailand out before and then try to create connections there too for with the locals before um, like hitting the ground with with the new launch. That sounds really exciting. So your next step from uh, the United States will be Brazil. Yes. Yes, I have my flights, but one awesome. way is that is super exciting. I've always done it. And when people now here, oh, there's a spot left and they want to know more. Where can people find out more about Cloud Connection, but also where can people reach out to you? Oh, sure. So um, I have a website called cloudconnections.co, um, C-L-O-U-D-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N-S.co. Um, and then there's all the information on the website. Um, I also have a Instagram page, cloudconnections underscore. You can find me there or find me on Rainbow Ronnie underscore or A-N-I. You're also like welcome to, to just connect with me, reach out, um, ask me any questions about nomad life as well. Awesome. Sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for offering that. We will make sure to also add all the links in the description. So oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you can also find it there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming once at Hey. It was really interesting to hear what you're building with Cloud Connection, like they, like I already said at the beginning, I think there's such a need for it. It's just been so exciting. Uh, so I'll definitely keep an eye on the website to see at one point it will align with my plans to say uh, join a festival somewhere. And um, yeah, enjoy Brazil for now. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. I would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. That way, more people can find this podcast, more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing, and the more people we can impact for the better. So thank you so much if you are going to leave a review. I really appreciate you, and I will see you in the next episode.